0: Welcome to Never Stop Building, where we discuss all things business, growth, and leveling up to become the most elite version of yourself. We're here to challenge fear and shatter doubt. Let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to Never Stop Building. I am your host, Sam Kaufman, and I am, as always, incredibly grateful to be here talking to you today. Today's episode of Never Stop Building is... Making space for what God wants to use you for in your life, and uh, this comes from uh, by popular demand by two people today. When I asked, "Hey, what do you want to hear about on a podcast?" Both of them brought up this topic in different ways, and the first time it was brought up, I said, "Nah, I'm not gonna. I don't have I don't have podcast level amount to talk about on that." The second time it was brought up, um, I realized I do have podcast amount of information to talk about on this, but I'm a little nervous to talk about it. And I think that the reason for that is because I struggle with leaving space for the things that God wants to use me for in my life at times. I actually really like, at times, having my calendar be so full and rigid And intimidating because space scares me from time to time space allows um, for thinking and creativity Um, it allows for movement and flexibility and love and I, I value flexibility a lot so like when I set up my calendar from a time management perspective I try to make sure that there are flexible times inside of each day at a few different points That I can decompress from what I'm doing that day so my day is often full of um, lots of decision-making and problem-solving so like I'm the CEO of on the level construction there's a a pretty high level decision-making like criteria there for me on a day-to-day basis and I don't do a lot inside of the day-to-day but what I do handle cash flow finances finding spaces, buying vehicles, recruitment, like sales and marketing, the things that I am um, in charge of require some high level decision making and that can be fatiguing. So I try to leave space for things like that. I try to leave space to eat, blah, 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 blah. But what I'm not great at that um, I need to work on is leaving space for God to move in my day leaving space for God to move in my week, leaving space for God to move in my month. And here's an example as to why. So last last week, I woke up with a cold on Friday morning. And I've learned, um, you know, and I used to be the guy. I used to, nothing can stop me, and I'm this, and I'm going to do blah, 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 blah. And so I woke up with this, this cold, and I had content scheduled. The content we're shooting now. I had that scheduled for Friday. And I rescheduled it because I was like, I don't, I'm not going to get on camera. Nobody's getting value from this. If I'm getting on camera for three or four hours with the way that I feel and sound right now, Like nobody's about to have a good time. And I think it's irresponsible of, irresponsible of me to be like, yeah, Julie, come on over. Cram yourself in this office with me upstairs in, in, my, in my frog and film this content for four hours while I'm sniffling and sick. It's gross. So I was like, cool, I'm going to cut this. Now, this is what's interesting, and this is what sparked a post I made the other day that ended up sparking this whole episode. I canceled the content. Content was scheduled from 12.30 to 3.30 that day. I had no other appointments after 12.30. That was it. I had a call at noon and then from 12.30 through the rest of the afternoon, I canceled content with the intention of resting. I canceled content with the intention of just just kind of hanging out around the house, doing some chores, maybe maybe a few, whatever, to get over this cold. On Friday, um, I ended up on calls, Zoom and phone calls, With a combination of coaching clients and um, level 10 team members from on the level for five hours. Back to back to back to back to back. Every single one of those calls, somebody needed me, needed my help with something pretty, I don't want to say severe or serious, but they needed my attention. Somebody on each one of those calls... Um, needed something from me that I believe only I could have brought to the table in that scenario. The reason I'm sharing this is because none of it was planned and none of it was foreseeable and none of it was an emergency. And I think so frequently, like like there's people in my life and people, some of the people I talked to on Friday that like I would drop any event to take a call from them or help them with an emergency. But how often do I leave space them to just have an hour of my time unplanned or unprepared. Um, how often do I leave space for people to feel like they can reach out to me and connect with me um, without having a Zoom link set up or a calendar invite to back it up? And I know that I don't a ton. And truthfully, I can't have I can't have an open, flexible, no event style calendar for two reasons. One Um, I have a lot of things I want to accomplish, and that takes some time management skill and preparation. I'm okay with that. Two, I function better as a human with structure than I do with no structure. Would I love to be one of those? Would I love to naturally get up at 5.30 in the morning and flow through my day as Mr. Productive? Sure, that would be cool. But that's not Sam. That is not how Sam is at his best. Sam is at his best doing the same things in a routine. But Routine does not have to equal rigidity. And that's something that I'm starting to come and like learn. And what I realize is when I fill my calendar minute by minute by minute with zero space, I am not allowing space for God to move at all inside of that schedule. I'm in control of the whole thing. And what happened on Friday was so interesting to me because I had no idea the conversations that were to come were gonna happen and at the level that they needed to happen and again it was nothing it was not an emergency and it was nothing bad but it became so clear by the time the day was over that all of those needed to happen all of that was more important than filming content all of that was more important than than whatever like other task I could have been doing. I had a couple clients who needed my feedback on some stuff that was like really time sensitive. Where if like I'm filming content now, my phone is off limits all afternoon. There's no like if this thing rings while we're filming, it like it sucks. It throws everything off. Can't ring. And so on Friday evening, when I went and I talked to Amanda, I was like, man, it's it's really interesting to me how like God moved today for these other people. Like God put this, I had this cold, I canceled this content. If I woke up without a cold, I wouldn't have done anything. But like he moved in my life so that I could serve some of the people closest to me at a level that I was not planning on serving them that day. And so it got me thinking, it got me like wondering, like in what ways can we be more intentional about making space for him to move in our lives so we can serve our loved ones better? How can we do that? I think the first thing that we can do is I think we can put intentionally put blocks of time where we don't put blocks of time. Well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yes, it does. Listen to me. We can intentionally put a block of time where we do not schedule anything. Maybe we take a day a week an afternoon or a morning where we actually put a time block on our calendar that says do not schedule. We actually take a time. Like this is our space time. We can call a family member, we can catch up with somebody, or we can just be still. See, that's the other problem too. And one of the reasons that I I struggled with even starting this this particular piece of content for you all because I struggle with being still. I'm still more now than I ever have. And I think one one of my own, like, one of the things I do that's a disservice to you all that I'm working on right now and why I'm talking about this is I actually think that sometimes I do things a little bit better than I give myself credit for. So like being still, this is what I do in the morning, right? So how can you make time, make space to be still? This is why I get up before my kids get up. This is why I like to get up before my wife gets up. And if my wife gets up at the same time as me, I go to a different room. And I know that sounds crazy. And maybe you enjoy spending time with people in the morning and that's cool. Or having coffee with your wife, but I need a half an hour to pray. I go alone, alone time with God. And I pray and I sit and I read my champion's legacy and I do my Bible study with my my men group, and I pray for five to ten minutes. I do a little bit of meditation. I have created space in my life to make sure that there is time to talk to and listen back for God. And when I don't do that, my whole day is thrown. And not like I can't show up or I don't get things done. It's a heart thing. It's a heart pie. I feel off. I feel a little disconnected. And I don't think there's anything that's been more beneficial in my life over the last 18 months than getting connected with God. And and I know that this episode and maybe that's why this was uncomfortable too because I don't I don't talk about my faith to this level in this medium like this. And you know what? That's a disservice to you too. If three of you hear this and never listening listen to me again, so be it. Because there might be 300 people who need this, and that's far more important. And so, how can we create space? To listen for the things we really need to be showing up for. We can get up a little bit earlier if we don't have control over our 9 to 5. Some of you don't have control over your 9 to 5. Some of you have to go in and you have to show up and that's okay. Get up earlier. Get the alone time and make the space. If you do have control over your schedule, block some time. So something I started doing this year that I didn't do last year... I stopped filling every single day to the brim. Some days are tomorrow. For example, tomorrow is super full from the minute. I get up in the morning until the end of the night. We lead small groups on Tuesdays tomorrow also happens to be my birthday. So I know that's going to be a whole thing in the house. Tomorrow's going to be full for 18 straight hours and that's okay. But Wednesday isn't that was on purpose. I'm gonna need, a, I, I want the day after an 18 hour day, I like some afternoon time to decompress. I like to take my morning time, some extra time in the morning, not to sleep, but to be alone. See, I feel like we don't really acknowledge the stress and the drain that comes when we pour out energy all day long. And And it's not a bad thing. It's almost like trying not to acknowledge our own humanity and saying that I can do this We've talked about consistency. We've talked about the discipline, the motivation. We've talked about clarity. And and one of the things I mentioned in the consistency episode that hopefully you listened to, and if you didn't, go back three or four episodes, it's there. One of the things I mentioned that changed my life was was I stopped trying to be 300 miles an hour, you know, four days in a row and then crashing for two days or, or 100 miles an hour for six months and then crashing for three weeks and being burnt out. And I realized if I just go 80 miles an hour every day, 75 miles an hour every day, forever, I will beat you every time. And I'm not in it to beat you. I'm just saying the version of me that went 100% every single day, like 100 miles an hour, that burnt out every three to five months, I outpace that version of me every single quarter now. Every 90 days, I accomplish more now, going 75, 80, seven days a week, than I ever did being that guy that guy was angry and stressed and overwhelmed and scared and you couldn't you I would get so angry at my own son little kid for walking in and disturbing me if I was working out or on a zoom call or on a phone call I would get so angry for my my wife for calling me in the middle of the day to ask a question about I would get so angry that man I felt so entitled to being left alone because I had so much to do and why did I have so much to do the truth I was so scared that I wasn't gonna be successful that I was in a rush I needed it now I needed the money now I needed the big business now I needed to feel love now I needed the high-level friends now I needed everything now what really helped me understand that I was making a mistake was I had everything that I ever dreamed of, and it just wasn't good enough because of my ego. I had a beautiful wife and two kids who wanted... Imagine getting angry at your son for wanting to spend time with you. Every man who has a son dreams... That that son will never stop wanting to spend time with him. And here I was, angry and frustrated that he would interrupt what I was doing. And that was no longer okay with me. And so as I'm as I'm speaking this episode into existence, I'm realizing that I make a lot of space in my life for God. So every time my son interrupts, I'll be on a zoom, I'll go, hey, give me one second, my son just walked in. That is, in my opinion, making space for the priorities of my life. Making space for my son is making space for God. Making space for my daughter. My daughter likes, my daughter likes to be hugged. She just, she just does. It's like, and it's funny because she's not a touchy person. She does not like when humans touch her. But what she really does like is getting a hug from Dad. That's like her thing. When she's stressed right around 2 o'clock every afternoon, if I walk downstairs, she's like, Dad, I need a hug. You've no idea how many times in the past I told her to wait. You have to wait, you have to wait, I have a call. You have to wait, you have to wait. I stopped doing that. Because I realized that, that God put this little girl in front of me, maybe to hug me. You know what I mean? Maybe when my daughter says, hey, I need a hug, maybe that's God saying, Sam, you need a hug, stop. Stop. And when we ignore these things, we are pushing the light and the positivity out of our lives for later, there might not be a later. And so how do you prioritize these things? And look, I'm not saying like, you know, I'm on time to my calls. I stay for the, the call duration. I show up for my meetings. I, I, it's, it's this hard thing to explain, but the word that I would use to explain it, it would be harmony. I, have, I am consistently learning how to better harmonize the things in my life to work together instead of conflict with themselves. So instead of work conflicting with my family, I'm working diligently to figure out how work and family can be harmonized into one thing. Instead of the gym conflicting with time with my kids or time in my business, I'm figuring out how to get my 90-minute training session to harmonize with my day best. Where can I place the gym? that harmonizes my energy to show up best for the people in my life. And for a long time, I went to the gym in the afternoon because that's when I was the best suited to do it. And then I went on the, everybody who's successful goes in the morning. So I started going at 4.30, five o'clock in the morning and I have no energy at five o'clock in the evening, but guess when my kids need me? Right about five o'clock in the evening. So what am I really doing? Is it better for me to go to the gym from 4 to 5.30 and be 100% for my kids when I get home? Or is it better to go at 5 in the morning because that's what rich people do and then have nothing for my family in the evening? For me, it's better to go in the afternoon and have it for my family. You know? But it, to- it takes time, man. It takes fucking it up to figure that out. It takes prioritizing the wrong things. It takes acknowledging with yourself that you've just gotten angry with your own small child for wanting 30 seconds of your attention so that you could work, realizing that the work doesn't even matter if he doesn't exist. Realizing that the only reason I went down this journey to begin with so many years ago was because I had them to care for and take care of, and now I'm pushing them away so that I can work, so that you will think highly of me my client or my team member my employee or my friend so that your perspective of me is good but my son's walking away disappointed and defeated that's not okay that in my opinion that is not making space for god same thing with my wife friday it happened to be some team members and friends that needed that attention that called me that i got to pick up the phone and do the right thing and participate in that conversation And Friday evening, my wife said to me, I'm a words of affirmation guy. So anytime my wife compliments me in any way, I am just over the moon. I need nothing else than that, to be quite honest, to feel love. That's my thing. Friday evening, my wife said, hey, I just want to tell you how proud of you I am for feeling like shit this morning and showing up the way you showed up for everybody. And I realized that, that showing up for people in an act of service is actually very easy when we're doing it for the right reasons. There was no uh, payout. There was no like revenue-generating activity that afternoon. There was no, like, I told you, I took Friday afternoon off to rest. And I actually thought I was resting. She pointed out that I didn't rest at all. I was on calls for five hours. But I realized that, like, I don't need to rest from serving and loving people. That is God's will for me serving other people, being a good person and showing up. What I need to do sometimes is acknowledge that that's not what I'm doing. I'm not always serving other people. Sometimes I'm showing up because I have to, because I have to prove to myself I'm showing up. Sometimes I'm showing up just because I'm working. Sometimes I'm just going to work. And sometimes that's what you're doing too, and there's nothing wrong with that. We don't need to do everything exactly perfectly every day. What we need to do is open up I think it's less important that we make space in our, in our minds. I think the thing that needs to be locked onto here is in order to make space on your calendar for God, you have to make space in your heart and to make space in my heart. That means when my daughter says, dad, can I have a hug? Yeah, I'm going to be 60 seconds late to that next client call. If it means I get to hug my daughter real quick before I come upstairs, that's making space. And if I tell you that and you're a client and you decide that you don't want me as a, as a coach or mentor anymore because I made that 60-second space, you can get fucked straight up. That's making space in my heart. Well, my son comes up here and he needs attention. Now, I'll share this too. Sometimes my son comes up here with his phone, starts waving his phone around because he wants an app, and I'm on a call. I will ignore that all day long. I have zero intention of giving that attention. I could give a shit less about the app or the phone or any of that crap. But sometimes there's nobody home but me and my son. My son's 10. And uh, sometimes it's just the two of us. Sometimes I'm up here for two hours. He finishes homeschool stuff and he feels a little lonely. And he comes up and he peeks his head around. And I'll just open up my arm. He'll come in. I'll give him a hug. He'll peek on the camera, see who I'm on a call with, hang out in the corner for a few minutes, realize it is super boring for a 10-year-old up here. And walk back downstairs it's not about doing it perfectly it's just about making the space i don't feel angry to be interrupted from working anymore and because of that i don't feel angry to be interrupted from family time either sometimes if i get a call from somebody who i know needs my attention i'm with my family i'll take that call why because i didn't tell my daughter to wait six hours ago for a hug i didn't tell my son to go away when he came to me This is what I mean by the harmonization of the work and family. Instead of having complete and total shutdown times where nobody can bother me and nothing can happen, it's just about having my heart open all day long. And I'm going to tell you, there is no arguing the fact that opening your heart all day is exhausting. It is fatiguing. Loving people is tiring. That's why it is so important to rest. That's why it is so important for me to have that morning 30 minutes alone. Some days that is the single only 30 minutes I will ever have alone. Because my heart is open. I love people. I love to serve. I love to take calls. I love to spend time with my family. I love to watch TV with myself. We're watching Kitchen Nightmares right now, like the old one with Gordon Ramsay. We're having a great time at night watching an episode of that. And I know that it sounds... Well, you know, you're watching TV, but like if you've done this, sometimes watching TV with your kids is exhausting. It's not as relaxing as you may think it is because you have to pay attention to what you're doing. So making space for God in your life. I can't tell you how to do that for you. I don't know what your life looks like. Maybe you have no kids. Maybe you have no spouse. I don't know what your priority list looks like, but if any of this resonated with you, what I would like to encourage you to do, get a piece of paper, get a pen, and write out the things that get your attention and how much time each day, each week, and each month each one of them gets. Take a look at it and and honestly ask yourself if you believe the way that your time has been allocated is appropriate to the things that matter to you are you prioritizing them based on where your heart is at or where you think other people want you to be are you prioritizing them based on perspective of your brain or what you think god wants to do in your life and i know for a fact you can answer that question honestly are you willing to i don't know i have no idea some of you probably not but for those of you that are take a piece of paper do a time audit And really count up how much time you give see this is why and i've shared this with you all before but this is why i color code my calendar my calendar is color coded by pillar of my life because at any point in time i can run a report on how much time was on my calendar for each color so i can tell you exactly how much time was on there for the gym my family my work my coaching ceo stuff marriage stuff that's why it's all color coded i can tell you a week in advance when i'm gonna to have to put extra work into the home life because i got too much work stuff going on i can tell you three weeks later why there's tension in my marriage if i look back and realize there was no date night scheduled there was no one-on-one time i know where i'm going wrong i use the data inside of my actual time management analysis to figure out where my prioritization is and then i have to adjust and so many of you are not failing in your intentions you're failing in your ability to adjust you're failing and you're... There's a lot of you that will have to let somebody down to go do the right thing for the person that needs it. Let somebody... Hey, man, I can't do this commitment anymore. Hey, I can't do this anymore. I'm not showing up for this. I know I committed to it. I'm sorry, but I am not showing up for this other thing that is way more important on my heart. I got to let this go. We can't make everybody happy. We can't please everybody. What I can do is everything in my power to violently protect where my heart is i hope this helped y'all i'll see you in the next episode